Art Turf. I swear that sounded just like some of the motorcycles uh, getting underway out this direction. <laughs> what a confusing week it's been for me. I woke up this morning thinking it was Saturday. Oh, well, we're back in in the... Uh, in the plan here. TGIF is appropriate today. And we got a free-for-all edition of the Party Line on this Friday edition. And uh, as you can tell, I'm here, Scott's here, everybody's here. The and, gang's uh, all here. The gang's all, all here. All two of us. Da, 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 da. <laughs> However that goes. You hear a little hum. Let me go to a different... Yep, we do. That, there we go. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, that makes a big difference. <coughs> okay, anyway, good morning. Um, October 14th, the date today. That's right. And, of course, the year is 2022. This is real easy today. We have two, no, no, three things listed. It's National Real Sugar Day. It's National Dessert Day. And it's Be Bald and Be Free Day. (laughs) I just don't know what to make of that combination. I can tell. But be, uh, be real, real sugar. Yeah. Be bald and be free day. Celebrates the naked crown. <laughs> okay. As it says here, bared noggins take the spotlight during this day. It recognizes the beauty of the naked scalp. Hey, All this I, comes in several forms. Okay. Did uh, I thought I was interrupting you. No, partial or total, sometimes a chrome dome is by choice. Others come by it naturally, whether it's hair loss or shaving the gourd. Yeah. Well, I have been noticing. Boy, that sun's bright today. I have been noticing that um, a, a number of people that I've known over the years, have now chosen to shave their head. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've noticed it on a few people. I mean, does that, do those people, I mean, would they have had hair otherwise? Yes, I think so. I mean, a full head, partial? Well, I don't know. Horseshoe hair? or I, I remember them having hair. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, whether your scalp changes, and they certainly do, I guess. Yeah. Everybody's does. Um, but I think, you know, there, there's enough showing that I think they would have, could have had a regular hair yep. 
haircut, hair style, whatever it is. Hair do. Okay. <laughs> um, hair, hair. Hair, hair, the gang's all hair. Ha, ha, ha. Or, you know, would have been a good time for that song by the cow sills. Hair. Oh, yes, yes. Well, in any case, I I do notice a number of people that I've known over the years now without hair. So, for whatever reason, it just has happened. Yeah. Hey, at our, our ages, I'm, I'm just glad to have hair. Um, so, once again, real... National Real Sugar Day, National Dessert Day, and Be Bald and Free Day. Dessert Day. I'll have one of each. Mm-hmm. Historical events on this day in history. Is that you or that motorcycle? <laughs> that, that was the motorcycle that time. That okay. was me earlier. Okay. Um, okay. Historical events. Uh, The first one, we start back in the year 1066. When on this date of October 14th, the Battle of Hastings, William, Duke of Normandy, and his Norman army defeat the English forces of Harold II, who also was killed in the battle. Then we jump up uh, 1,300 years to, um, no, 300 years, to the year 1322 when Robert the Bruce of Scotland defeats King Edward II of England at Byland. Did I say it right? Byland, B-Y-L-A-N-D. Sounds good to me. Forcing Edward to accept Scotland's independence. Now, you know when they run those, um, oh, shucks, I just suddenly lost the term. When they do um, a DNA sample, there we go. I think that's what it's called. So you take a swab in your mouth, right? Yes. And then you send it off to Ancestry.com or some similar organization. And I have learned that my roots, way back, were in the Ireland and Welsh territory. Wales. Um, And Ireland. And then perhaps... Once a month, you'll get some notice from the same company that performed that uh, exam that they have found someone that they think might be your relation. And they could be located anywhere in the world. But based upon the DNA, I think that's fascinating. And I have atten- I've had several people attempt to reach me because they received a similar communication, right? Saying we may be related. Um, 
I don't think it's just because I'm adopted. But I am, I'd like to know more about family connections, you know? Yeah. How, how, to what degree have you looked into yours? Uh, I haven't, but uh, mom and dad have, and it's been traced uh, back to the Revolutionary War area <clears throat> that my, oh, I don't know how many greats it would be, great times six or seven, something like that, was a uh, Revolutionary War, I think, lieutenant, colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, High ranking. Yes. But that's uh, that's what I but remember. But what about any any across the pond? Yes, ancestry. Uh, it's been traced to I think. Uh, let's see, mom's side Italian, and I think some German possibly, and dad's side uh, Irish. Yeah, there we go. Well, anyway, let's move on here. Let's see. Uh, on, a, on this day in history, our next item is the year 1774. The First Continental Congress makes declaration of colonial rights that took place in Philadelphia. Okay, here comes one that's tough to pronounce. 1867, the 15th and last Tokugawa Shogun, Tokugawa Yashinobu, resigns in Japan. Good job, man. You think? I don't know. I can't see the word. <laughs> okay, that's this. That's at least make sure we're code. So T O K U G A W A, Tokugawa. All right, and then there's a shogun and yep. a Yoshinobu. Nobu. Sounds good. Okay, what were they? I mean, people, right? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, you want me to Google them? Just a little. Oh, okay. Let's see what we I, can I, find. I, I, you know, this is 1867. <clears throat> I mean, it's not. That long ago. Okay, do, I need the spelling again. I thought you were just okay. doing pronunciation. So the first names appear to be T O K U G A W A. And then one has the last name of Shogun, and the other is Yashinobu Obu. Uh, let's do Shogun first. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Scott? Okay. Um, yeah, it's easier to spell, I guess. Or yeah, guessed. Um, let's see. He was uh, part of the military government. Okay. It doesn't give. Uh, let's see. What did he do? Here we go. Uh, let's see. He presided over 250 years of peace and prosperity in Japan. Where huh. is that guy when we need him here? Where, well, how can he do that when he probably only lived to be 80 or 90? I don't know. I guess he had he a... Pre, he, you just said he presided over 250 years. Well, the dynasty of shoguns. Oh, okay. Not just him. So the, the other guy that I spelled, which was similar? Yeah. 
And uh, there were 15 of them. Yes. Now I get it. Yeah. There were 15 with that first name. Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah, there's That a, was complicated. Yeah, there's a lot of them. How did he become a shogun? Let's see. After Hideyoshi's death resulted in a power struggle, uh, he became triumphed in the Battle of... I guess he was in a war, and he mm. won a war, so they made him a shogun. Okay. I guess you got to win a war to be a shogun. No, I didn't. Well, the, I, I think the uh, the word that repeats each time is Tokugawa. Yeah. And then that was the dynasty okay. of the shoguns. In the Okay. Oh. What? Speaking of yabba dabba. Do. What did I miss? You, what did you miss? You you missed saying it on the on the Friday. You know, I don't think I've said it for quite a while. You did last week, I think, because you hadn't said it for a while. Well, yabba dabba do, folks. Yeah, there you go. There we go. And I, I it's think now official. One of our callers pointed out that to us that you hadn't done it. You'd given it a reprieve for months, I do believe. The sun is shining so bright in our window <laughs> that I. Um, if there's been a caller try to call in, you you keep your eye on that. All right. Um, it's a little hard for me to see this morning. I'll throw a uh, water bottle your way. That's fine. I'll catch it. No, I, I won't get it near you just to where you can see it. Oh. <laughs> so not a water balloon? No, bottle. Okay. <laughs> our, our equipment isn't real fond of water. Mm-mm. Okay, let's move on. We're really... Um, it's Friday. Okay. 1884 is our next event. George Eastman patents the paper strip photographic film. Yeah, Eastman. Eastman Kodak Mm -hmm. Company. And folks, I worked with that type of camera a lot. I do not think I was a good photographer, but I was a photographer. You've heard me say before, when I worked for the Citizen Journal, which was Columbus's second most popular paper, the Dispatch being number one. I don't think the Citizen Journal even exists anymore. No, it doesn't. But um, my job was to shoot dead bodies and handshakes. Here was some accident up on um, I-71, and I w- had to rush to it to take pictures, and um, or something like that. I did learn a lot about cameras, and I still have some of my old equipment, which is collectibles. They are collectibles now. Yeah. Okay. So George Eastman, 1884. 1933, Nazi Germany announces its withdrawal from the League of Nations. And then finally, in 1982, it says U.S. President Reagan proclaims a war on drugs. Okay. Famous birthdays. Here we go. 
Dwight Eisenhower. He lived from 1890, in fact, was born on this date in 1890, died in 1969. I thought he was an extremely classy guy. I held a high opinion of him, so did my parents. Okay. I think a lot of people did back in the day that, you know, we we didn't, this country didn't have the, the availability of social media and news coverage and everything else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he was an American military officer and statesman. Who served as the 34th president of the United States from 1953 to 1961 during World War II? He served as the supreme commander yes. of the Allied Expeditionary Force in Europe and achieved the five-star rank of general in the army. And uh, once the now look back, not not folks. I'm not talking to you, Scott, necessarily. But if you folks ever want to research. How many five-star officers there have been? I think you'll be surprised. And, of course, I had the pleasure of working for one of them. Yeah, he uh, actually, once the Allies liberated the Nazi concentration camps, he was at one of them and told Army photographers to make sure to photograph everything that they could. Yes. Because he said eventually, someday, some expletive is going to come along and say this never happened. Yeah. And there's been attempts at that. Yes, there have been. Okay, um, I'm not sure how to say this. Eamon, it's an E-A-M-O-N, de Valera, or Valera. He was born on this date in 1882, and he lived until 1975. He was born in New York, New York. He was a prominent Irish statesman and political leader. He served several terms as head of government and head of state and had a leading role in the 1937 Constitution of Ireland. So apparently he was born in the United States obviously, and uh, then emanated to Ireland. Hmm. Yeah, he actually lived in Ireland, you mean? Yeah. He was elected uh, president of the Irish Free State in 1959. I do have a... We we were talking about Ireland and Wales a few moments ago with ancestry and everything. It is a desire of mine to visit those countries before my time is up. All right. Going even further back, William Penn, born in this date in 1644, died in 1718. William Penn. He was an English writer and religious thinker belonging to the Religious Society of Friends and founder of the province of Pennsylvania, a North American colony of England. And he is not bald. 
<laughs> Not by any means. Yeah. Okay, in the last one, uh, far more recent, George Floyd, born in 1973, died in 2020. Um, what an athlete, right? Well, no, actually, he was the African-American man that was murdered by a poli- uh, police officer in Minneapolis. During oh, I, was, I got mixed up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Two famous deaths to share. First, we'll do um, Erwin Rommel, General Rommel. German, right? Yep. 1891, his birth, his death occurred in 1944. He was a German field marshal during World War II, popularly known as the Desert Fox. Uh, he served in Nazi, he served in the Wehrmacht, of Nazi Germany, as well as serving uh, the uh, Wellmar, Weimar Republic and the Army of Imperial Germany. How do you know those words so well? Uh, I just, I, I... You just fake it, right? No, I, I read a lot of World War II history. Oh, okay. Dad and I used to watch documentaries on TV on the History Channel of World War II, and some of the strategies, some of the commanders, some of the... Uh, the staff, the military leaders that were in different areas of the war. And uh, Rommel, particularly, as I've mentioned previously, uh, was the commander of the uh, battalion that was supposed to be on guard of the beaches of Normandy uh, on the day of the invasion on June 6, 1944. And uh, I think I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. He was not there because he didn't believe the Allies would land on that particular day because of the weather, and he returned home to Germany to celebrate the birthday of his wife. So he wasn't anywhere near to be the commanding officer, which worked out. Uh, you know, the, the Allied forces lost many lives that day, but they were still able to overcome the German bunkers that were on the cliffs of Normandy on the five beaches the Allies, Allies landed on, on D-Day. But he was nowhere to be found. Hitler was furious. Bing Crosby died on this date in 1977. Incidentally, he was born in 1903. And um, here's this is a little different picture of him. It, it, there's a microphone in front of him, but it's that it, it says right on it, CBS. Hmm. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. Bing Crosby. Harry Lillis Bing Crosby Jr. was an American singer and actor, and a good one he was indeed. The first multimedia star. Let me just say one thing. Yep. He was a gentleman. Okay? I had a little, what would you call it? Interaction. A little. Very famous. Less than some of the other famous people I've known, but just enough to say that I believe he was a real gentleman. I've read that about him many times. No. That he was that and... Sorry, in, sorry to interrupt. All regards. Uh, he was one of the most popular and influential musical artists of the 20th century worldwide. He was a leader in record sales, radio ratings, and motion picture grosses. Mm. Get this, from 1926... Clear up to 1977. Yeah. 51 years. He was the leader 
in sales, records, ratings, motion picture, film grosses. That means how much money they made at the box office. Some of his songs include It's Been a Long, Long Time, Swinging on a Star, I'll Be Home for Christmas, oh, yeah. Who Can Forget White Christmas. The problem with starting a list is where do you finish? Yeah. You know, because yeah. there were so many. Okay, here's something interesting here. His last words, I, I, I don't see this very often when I research the individuals that, that you know we have on the list here. Um, they offered this account in 1977 uh, on October 14th, the day of his passing. It said, it's been widely quoted that Bing Crosby's last words were, that was a great game of golf, fellas. But afterwards, just seconds before his collapse, he spoke his real last words. Apparently, he turned and said, let's go have a Coca-Cola. I've not seen that anywhere that I recall from researching these individuals. Well, um, the January 6th insurrection, right? I think that's the term they use most often. Uh, That took place in Washington, D.C. There's been this House Select Committee investigating those events ever since it took place. And they held their ninth public hearing yesterday. And if I am not mistaken, it was also their final public hearing. Possibly so, yes. And out of that, there was a vote taken by the members seated on that committee. And without an exception, they all voted to uh, subpoena Donald Trump to testify. It was um, not one said otherwise. And um, Liz Cheney, who was one of them, introduced a resolution saying several witnesses pleaded the Fifth Amendment when pressed about their dealings with Trump. All nine members of the bipartisan panel voted yes. The hearing summarized the investigation's findings thus far focusing on Trump's role leading up to the day and displayed new evidence and testimony as well. In particular, an October 31, 2020 memo sent to the White House officials from conservative activist Tom Fitton, F-I-T-T-O-N, showed plans, showed plans for Trump to declare victory before all mail-in ballots were counted. In an email on December 26, 2020, C. 
Secret Service warned of a tip that arrived, I'm sorry, that armed members of the Proud Boys planned to outnumber law enforcement in a January 6th march in Washington, D.C. Anyway, the hearings marked the committee's final public presentation before the midterm elections. Did you see any of that? I, d- I did when it first started, be, uh, and then it became, it just seemed like it became redundant day after day. I did watch yesterday kind of the final parts. Yeah. I don't think there was any doubt that this subpoena was going to happen mm-hmm. because every, every member on that panel is a Trump hater particularly Liz Cheney, which she did not win re-election, so she's she's done. So, uh, hey, you know, it just, we, we've got so much, you know, it just, it would be nice to see the energy that's on this committee to focus on the problems of inflation and high food prices, gas prices. No. Um, it would be nice to address those let's let's do address those for a moment the highest it's been in 40 years the united states inflation rose 8.2 percent year over year in september wow that's according to government data released yesterday the metric estimates the change in the currency's purchasing power Higher inflation means consumers can buy fewer goods with each dollar they spend. Well, duh. The growth is primarily driven by price increases in shelter, food, and Medicare. Or I'm not Medicare, but medical care. A continued decline in gas prices and energy helped to offset the increases where it would have been higher. The Core Consumer Price Index, which removes volatile food and energy prices, rose 6.6% year year over year. That's the highest since 1982. 40 years. Yes. The news puts continued pressure on the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates to help curb rising costs, uh, rising prices, excuse me. The Fed is expected to announce three more rate hikes. Well, separately, cost of living adjustments to Social Security payments are set to rise 8.7% in 2023, the highest jump since 1981, again, 40 years. The average recipient will receive monthly paychecks of $1,827 as Social Security. Sure is delicate. Sure is. 
I I've heard economists question why the feds keep raising the rate when it makes it more difficult for people to invest in things like homes, cars, uh, use their credit cards, uh, things like that, that would seem like a deterrent to help the economy, that uh, they see uh, it as a deterrent to the economy, that it's uh, raising the rates are so high right now that uh, home sales are down, car sales are down, and uh, one would think, um, simple economics would tell you that, you know, that car sales and home sales need to go up to help the economy, but this is not helping. Well, no. (laughs) You know, so um, (laughs) the economists I've heard say they don't understand why the feds keep doing this, that doesn't good economical sense to do it of course they have their reasons what they are (laughs) good question let's just do sort of a headline thing here I think we need Dr. Vetter to try to explain that to us Rich Vetter Um, the economy inflation rose quickly again last month Grocery bills are up with increases in the cost of vegetables, beverages, and baked goods. The new data means that the Federal Reserve will probably announce another big rate increase next month. We told you that a few minutes ago, but that's a short part of it, the shorter version. Next, because of inflation, Social Security benefits will rise next year. Typical retiree will get an extra $140 per month. Now, completely new topic, gun violence. Well, not so new, but new to our program this morning. A teenage gunman killed five people in a neighborhood in Raleigh, North Carolina. He is in custody. The gunman in a 2018 Parkland, Florida school massacre was spared the death penalty. That was all decided yesterday. Jurors recommended a life sentence instead. I saw pictures of the families of those who had been killed, and they just couldn't believe it. Next, two police officers were killed in a shooting in Connecticut. Investigators say the gunman may have made a false 9-11 call to lure them there. What are some of the other big stories at the moment? Well, two 16-year-old girls who were killed by Iranian security services have become the new faces of protests against the Islamic Republic's rule. A different item. The Biden administration is trying to limit China's tech ambitions by restricting access to chips needed for supercomputing. Still another, the FDA declared a nationwide shortage of Adderall, which is an ADHD medication. Oh, and this is an odd thing. The FBI spied on Aretha Franklin for years 
in the 1960s and 70s. Why? And if they did it for that long a period of time, why didn't they some report get released saying she had done something wrong? Evidently, she hadn't. Hmm. Wow. They did the same thing to Elvis, the FBI, and other entertainers. You know, we have a, a, a an Elvis clock here in the building. <laughs> and I was just thinking, you know, that thing's got to be worth a lot of money. It's such an original. You know what I mean? Yes. It's pretty cool, too. The ninth, I think. Probably, but yeah, Halloween town. itself this year is on, of course, the 31st. Yes. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, an actress, has often been associated with horror movies, right? Uh, 44 years or so of that. And... Um, many of them popular during the Halloween period. Um, I guess there's another film that she's just finished, and it's called Halloween Ends, and it is starting in theaters today. And she has also said this is her last appearance goes on, this is a quote, they can go off and make however many Halloween movies they want to make (laughs) now and create a whole new narrative. Uh, Curtis told the Times, New York Times, she probably won't be watching I Like Nice Things and Fragrant and Quiet. Interesting. She makes lemon cake Frets about her dog, Rooney, encourages a reporter to get married in his profile of her. So uh, here, while she's often had a dark side theater role or movie role, in real life, she's really quite nice. And that's the way it should be. Um, sports, we have um, a whopping um, 45 seconds here, Scott. Yeah, we've got uh, Athens High School football tonight. <coughs> Excuse me, on 970 WATH. The Athens are County. They, are they at home or away? Um, I'm uh, not sure. Okay, don't worry about it. Uh, the Athens County game of the week is uh, at 7 p.m. on our sister station, Power 105. The Bobcats play tomorrow at 3.30, kickoff 3.30 pregame. At 2.30 on the flagship station of the Bobcats. But that's a way, too. Yes. Yeah. Is at Kalamazoo. Pre-game at 2.30. Kickoff at 3.30. The number two-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes are off tomorrow. And uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals play at New Orleans on okay. Sunday. Have a wonderful day out there. Be safe this weekend, and we love you. Okay? Be cool. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. There are many questions after the House January 6th Committee's vote yesterday to subpoena former President Trump. Among them, will he agree to be interviewed? Will he plead the fifth or decline altogether and fight the subpoena in court? CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has more. The former president responds to the committee in a two-and-a-half-page rant, accusing the January 6th panel of not spending, quote, even a short moment on allegations of election fraud that have been repeatedly disproven. In his letter, Trump boasts of the size of the crowd he amassed on January 6th and alleges D.C. and congressional officials didn't do enough to protect the Capitol from his supporters, whom he calls American patriots. The letter doesn't say whether Trump will testify. In Savannah, Georgia tonight, Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker will debate Senator Raphael Warnock. CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian is there. Talking to folks with the, the Walker campaign, Herschel Walker has been preparing for this debate since this summer and that he really uh, wants this to be a debate about the issues but is certainly prepared to answer any questions uh, about his past. Police in Raleigh, North Carolina say the person who shot seven people yesterday, killing five of them, is a 15-year-old boy who's now in the hospital in critical condition. Governor Roy Cooper. Today we're sad, we're angry, and we want to know the answers to all the questions. Just when you thought conditions in Haiti couldn't get any worse, they have. A dire warning today about the situation there. CBS's Cammie McCormick has that. There are shortages of water and food. This is a catastrophe. The food security situation 